with you, we have the Fox Dude. It's got to all things the national on a journey to learn more about music and save their dying friendship. I'm your host, Ali Abdulatif, and with me as always is my co-host and sometimes friend, Justin Tachi. Hey, Justin, how's, how's it, going? it going, guys? Woo! Ugh, I feel like sometimes this gets the intro gets like unbearably long, and I, I don't know who I do it for anymore. Yeah, I feel like you do it for yourself because no one cares for it whatsoever. A hundred percent. We have never gotten one good thing about it. No one's ever said anything nice about it. Yeah, I mean, I think that you get an enjoyment out of how fast you can say it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 100%. And you normally fuck it up at least twice or three times. This is very true. This is very true. But if you like the long and, and, and incredibly weird intro, please let us know at wehavethefactspod at gmail.com. See, I'm plugging or let it. us know at, at the Facts Pod um, for Twitter and uh, Instagram. Nice, 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 nice. All right, so uh, this week we are talking about Cherry Tree, the EP by the National. Yes, it is a uh, very prolific release by the band. I would say the first release that kind of exists as the National as we know them today. Yeah, and we have a guest for this episode, and I kind of want to introduce him, and I also want to not introduce him to just let him sit in the background the entire episode wow. and see how he feels about that. You're not allowed to talk until we introduce you, George. Please, shush. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, um, to everyone else, not to the two of you, great to be back. <laughs> like, season two, didn't think you'd get here. All to right. Be quite honest. So, quick, quick introduction. But very happy to be here, George. Sh- shut your mouth for a second. Quick introduction. This is our friend George. He was a big contributor to season one of the podcast. Um, fan favorite, I'd say. And um, I mean, fan favorite as in like there's three fans of yours, but they li- really like you. And yeah, they're <laughs> super into it. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, the like, thanks for the DMs, kids. This is your new. This is your first introduction into the national. Um, fan base that we've yeah collected. so excited to be here um hello to all the national fans out there i don't know what you see in them exactly but like i'm excited that you do uh i will like i will say this i just like having george on because i like hearing george's podcast voice george definitely a has very, a podcast voice it's a very manufactured it's almost like you his version of Glass. <laughs> you really need a brand and i'm here to cultivate one Okay. George is also um, my substitute for the show, just in case I ever drop out. George is like my uh, vice co-host, I guess. Ready and willing. And also, um, George has, uh, he runs the Mr. Homer podcast, which is Ali's dog. Mr. Homer Instagram. It's not a podcast. 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 Instagram, sorry. If I could get Homer to be a little bit more verbal, we're going to take him to an autism specialist, dog autism. (laughs) If we could just get him slightly more verbal, running a Homer podcast would honestly be like my passion project. Okay. Anyway, apparently your real passion project, though, is your food blog. Oh, yes. George also has a popular food blog. Oh, so popular with all of the three people who read it. Thanks, three people who read it. Um Unfortunately, I've like been a little, you know, neglectful of the blog, but it still has tons of great recipes. It's out there on the web. It's SyrianAmericanKitchen.blogspot.com. That's SyrianAmericanKitchen.blogspot.com. You can also find all of the recipes and some photos on my Instagram at NotSpanishJorge. 
And okay. that's George Andrews. He will say no more for the rest of the episode. All right. <laughs> Bye. Uh, um, Jake, you have to deal with me for now. Justin, I, 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 was, I was about to say to Justin, Justin, you realize that this is like the first episode that we've done in a while that we're kind of recording close to the release of. Yeah, no, we've been pretty ahead. <laughs> we've been way ahead of schedule for the past, uh, I think since we started this season, we've been running ahead of schedule and it's been great because we have more time to work, but also we never know when we're recording what's happening in our lives, what we're actually listening to. So it's all kind of prediction based. That is fair. Um, but I feel like this will probably be the most in line with what we're actually listening to. Yeah. So also, if we had uh, died, if we had died like a couple weeks ago, episodes would have continued to roll out without us. And that's kind of awesome. Oh, can we talk about how you finally figured out how to do the like pre-release? Uh, I don't know how to, what the the function is. Yeah, yeah. I function. didn't. I didn't used to publish episodes before they came out. I would just do them the moment they came out, and then I decided to look into it. And I was like, oh, I'll just set them to be published the day they're supposed to be published. And now our episodes roll out without me being involved, and it's awesome because you know I can die now. Finally, it's like it's like we're Tupac. Like, We're the too- albums keep coming. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you want to talk about Cherry Tree? All right. Cherry Tree. George, lay it on us. Ugh. Unpopular opinion here. It's fine. Like, I'd say about half of the tracks are good, and the other half are pretty forgettable. Okay. Uh, uh, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. I will say I'm. I don't a hundred percent disagree with George. Not that it's forgettable per se, but that I think Cherry Tree is the perfect transition between sad songs and alligator, which is where it lies in in the chronology of um, the national. And I think it does such a good job at bridging the gap that if you're so into alligator or so into sad songs. This kind of seems just kind of meandering in between. It doesn't fill a purpose if you don't know the bigger picture or appreciate the bigger picture, I think. Uh, I'm going to disagree with both of you. I think that this is a perfect snapshot of the band. And also, it is my favorite EP of all time. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying of it's any a, artist. Of any artist. This is my favorite EP of all time. Ooh, hot takes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's not my favorite EP of all time. I, I can't agree with you there, but I do think it holds this pretty interesting place where, especially in the the the, the lore of the band, it kind of fills that in-between ground in a really good way where if you're a fan of sad songs, this kind of holds your hand into Alligator. And if you were not a fan of sad songs, this is like, hey, we can be so much more. This is how we're going to be in the future. Yeah, exactly. I think this – this um I mean, this is the second record that Peter Cadis produces for the band and because uh, he did Sad Songs. So I think – and he then stays with the band pretty much th- through every release. So he, I think he's kind of like um, – kind of like how there's that one producer who's like the fifth Beatle. He's like the sixth person in the national. That's he's fair. the Mark Ronson to their Amy Winehouse. Yes. Ex- it, it, yeah, exactly. So um, – but yeah, I guess let's uh, go into the tracks. All right, we're just jumping right into it. First song, Wasp Nest. You're cussing a stone in a cocktail dress. Your mother wore when she was young. Red southern saint around your neck. 
wet martini in a paper cup. You're a wasp nest. You're a wasp nest. Wasp nest. All right, so this track to me sounds like something that could be. I mean, this is also just hard to do because I know all the albums coming up, mm-hmm. but like, uh, I think this song could easily be on Boxer, like mm-hmm. right after Green Gloves or something like that, which is why I love it. Um, the lyrics like to this song are actually pretty simple, which is a little rare for Matt Berenger, but um, we, we already decided like that's not how to say his name. Berenger. Yeah, it's Berenger. It's Berenger. Berninger. Berenger. Let's just agree with Berenger. It sounds the best. That's not his name. <laughs> no one cares. People Even mispronounce his parents my name. wish it was Berenger. People mispronounce my name all the time, so it's fine. Shut up, Tossie. Let's go. Um, anyway. Um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I feel like the, the idea of the song is just that it's, you know, it's this person's danger. They're like, you shouldn't be around them. But you'd go for it anyway. Let me stop you there because my feeling as the national novice on this episode slash on any future episode that I'm on. This song is literally as if maybe like 12 years before it happened, someone had heard Ariana Grande's Dangerous Woman and like someone's dad re-recorded it. It's basically the same song except recorded by someone's dad who forgot the lyrics. What are you talking about? <laughs> it is literally the same song. It has the same themes, <laughs> except one was was performed by a pop diva, and the other one was performed by someone who we can't remember his name. We know his... Okay. I feel like George is trying to cast himself as the villain this season. <laughs> No, I actually, I like this song, but the first thing that I thought of, like, as I, like, listened to it over and over again, because genuinely I prepared for this. I listened to this fucking EP, like, 12 times in the last week. It's, like, 20 minutes long. Don't be too proud of yourself. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) You mean when you try to do the postal service and you maybe listen to, like, four songs? I listened to four songs 20 times. The rest of them I listened to maybe three or four times. No, this one I listened to the entire thing, like, 12 times. And every time I heard this song, I enjoyed it. But every time I really listened to the lyrics, I was like, oh, my God, this is basically like Dangerous Woman in the third person written by someone's dad. Okay. Um, I don't I don't get that. At all, <laughs> no but one else okay. is going to get that. But that's how I feel. Yeah. By the way, guys, this is like a very late night recording episode for us in the middle of a work week. So excuse how we all sound insane. And Sorry, let's go. To all the wine. Say how you felt about the song. You literally didn't even say how you felt about it. Well, who gives a shit? I guess I'm just gonna say that it's a good song. That was. So tall I take over the street with high 
George seemed to connect with this song on like a spiritual level. This is all the wine by the National. Um, because this song is my spirit. Yeah. Like the absurdism, the imagery, everything. To be because fair, all the wine is all be, for me. To be fair, if anyone embodies this line, it's only George. I'm the perfect piece of ass. No, I am a birthday candle in a circle of black girl. <laughs> I'd say that's more on the absurdism <laughs> side of the spectrum of the lyrics of this song, which, as I've learned, this guy is all about the absurdist. Oh, lyrics. that's literally yes. all he does. It's no. just like three lines in the song go with the themes, and then the rest of them he just pulled right out of his ass. He definitely See, has a sense so of humor. For, for me, I, I do very much like this song. Um, it is included on Alligator. Um, so I don't really know how to rate it because I don't know if I should talk about it later. <laughs> but... Um, I mean, no. I mean, let's just let's just go ahead and say it. It yeah. is the best song on this EP. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I'm gonna hold back <laughs> on that one too. Um, I think it's a very good song. I think it's a very like. I mean, the lyrics are very straightforward. It's like I'm self-absorbed. I'm in love. I don't care about the world around me. Eat my ass, basically. Yeah, all the wine is all for me. Yeah, Thank exactly. You. Ali, how do you feel about Waspness and this song? Since you did not say how you I am, I'm just leaving the Waspness version where I just talk over the song right in there because I, I don't, oh, okay. I don't have the energy to cut that out now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say I do like uh, this one quite a bit. This is a great song, and I think this song perfectly encapsulates why this EP works so well. Or for someone who maybe doesn't like the Nationals' later stuff and was more a fan of the earlier stuff, why it wouldn't work for them. Because I think this song perfectly bridges sad songs and alligator. People that don't like sad songs that much, I think, um, miss that connection. And this is that perfect bridge between the two. Yeah, I mean, even just sonically, I think this is the most vibrant track they've written to this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's totally a fun track, and it's it's... You know, lyrically interesting, musically interesting. It's a good song. All dolled up in straps. I think I saw you riding in a car. You looked happy for a woman. Black fingers in your mouth and a white and a white pearl choker. My head plays it over and over. Don't interrupt me. I think I saw you reaching. All dolled up in straps. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this track is uh, definitely reminiscent of something that could easily be on sad songs. Mm-hmm. So I think this is your bridging the gap. It's like, whereas before, all the wine is kind of pushing you forward into the death cap, uh, death cap, into the national um, uh, discography, whereas uh, all dolled up in straps is keeping you in the present, as in terms of this release. Um, I feel like. The song itself lyrically is just talking about how you're trying to hide all the darkness and insecure feelings by painting yourself on the outside and wearing all these fancy clothes to uh, shield what you feel inside. Mm -hmm. Alternatively, my interpretation of this song, 
I don't know if anybody else got this image tree, but all I could see was a Clint Eastwood film where he's stalking a stripper. What the fuck is wrong? Yeah, George really wants to be the villain this season. He's like, fuck this, I'm going 180 degrees. I don't know how you're not seeing it. It's like a very, like, creepy, dramatic, like, introduction. He's describing this girl, very, like, low, gravelly voice, as if he's watching her from a car from far away. I don't know. Those are the vibes that I... I got I'm not saying that it's a bad song. It's kind of like it's definitely like a cool transition from all the wine. I you mean, it's just fair. I just you're, you're just it's, yeah, your no, relationship dark. It's dark. These songs are so weird. It's dark imagery and I don't understand why you guys aren't seeing it. I mean, yeah, it's dark imagery, but it's like I, I don't know. <laughs> I saw a Clint Eastwood film. Okay. Anyway, Ali. <laughs> yeah, good song. Uh George was weird. Uh, wow, you're, just no, you're dead tonight Oof, you have no energy whatsoever <laughs> here's cherry tree <laughs> take us down and all apart cherry tree Lay us out on the table Your shop all right Cherry Tree I mean, this song makes the the EP Like, this song I, I mean, it's a great EP uh, Which I really enjoy But, like, the EP is built on the shoulders of this one song That's why the EP is named after this one song And it is a great song I don't think it's built off of this song. I agree with you that it's a fantastic track, but like, uh, we'll talk about it later. What I think it's built off of, but okay, okay. I mean, there's only really one more song on the CP. I I don't really consider the last two part of the CP, but whatever. Okay, well, you see where I'm going with this. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. I mean, I I think this track is a sonically builds where we're gonna be with High Violet. This gives mm-hmm. you a window into Trouble Will Find Me. This is this is this is national in true form sonically. Yeah, it, it, it's very honest to them. It's very honest to the music they like to make. And it, I think it works well for it. I mean, I don't really have a lot to say about this track. I found it very sonically interesting. I mean, as a song, like what I want to listen to it over and over. No, but like it was I don't know. I thought it was like a very sonically interesting track. It had like a sort of like a dystopian feel to it, which, you know, I like in a long day where you're listening to sort of like albums that all, all the tracks sort of have the same, you know, rhythmic tone. Like it was sort of like cool to have, I had to like stop and restart it and replay it when somebody interrupted me today. So it was, it was an interesting track. Okay. Fair. It wasn't as weird of whatever you've been saying. Yeah, you haven't been like, oh, this reminds me of a child getting his eye stabbed by a butterfly. Next song, please. <laughs> by the way, Ali just did George's signature flip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's certain George mannerisms I think the podcast loses, but whatever. I mean, one day we'll release this B, the B reel. All right, guys, let's talk about today. Oh. 
about today okay best song on the album here's the <laughs> thing the i disagree i thought we were gonna I land on the same the song. Best track it was the best track i don't think lyrically it was the best song okay but i mean it's the best i mean this is the only song they play from this ep sad songs or self-titled live anymore and I think that's like a mistake. Any- I think there's a lot of treasures in sad songs. I think I shared that, those feelings last week. And I think off this album, uh, all the wine and um, cherry tree are, like hang above this one for me. Uh, yeah, I think but you this- get all the wine on alligator, so that's the problem. Yeah, that's you fair. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's like I equate that with alligator. I don't really equate that with cherry tree. I mean, I i listened to alligator first to be fair so that's kind of why i guess mm-hmm. but um yeah i mean this i mean this record i mean this song is just it's very simple it's definitely got that poor you violin vibe mm-hmm. and it's just really just all it is is like you're losing somebody in real time mm-hmm. like I found it s- kind of folksy like the track itself i think is like pretty fun and folksy and then he seems to oscillate you know from track to track between being very like lyrically absurd and like a little complex to being extremely bare bones Mm -hmm. and i think this sort of falls on you know the bare bones end of the spectrum lyrically yeah no i agree yeah this i mean i i i will agree with you on that like wasp nest all dolled dolled up in straps all dolled up in straps is can be both bare bones and um uh can't think of the word um no i mean i'd say the first three tracks are more on, on the you know, you know more like absurdist, absurdist. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know complex end of the spectrum whereas like you know tracks like sort of cherry tree and you know about today and then even murder me rachel which we'll get to in a second you know are more sort of on the like simple yeah and I, yeah and um for you uh, george uh murder me rachel was this is a live version and it was on sad songs yeah and just see. i mean i don't even know if we need to play murder me rachel because i will say this is i don't really consider it part of this ep and it's a definitely a lackluster version of that song i don't think it's the best version oh i think i i think it's the best version i like really interesting you'd rather uh, listen I to this one than the the I, album version yeah, because I think he lets loose and like rips and roars, man. I, I don't think it. this is the best Murder Me Rachel version, honestly. <laughs> Do you guys know, like, want to know literally what I wrote down on my? So, for those of you who can't see me right now, I all of the notes that I wrote for this entire episode fit on one post-it note, and literally what I have written here is a combination between the two of you for Murder Me Rachel. I wrote fun, but I can't count live tracks. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
I thought it was like a it was a fun song. We're wrong. I thought it was a good live, live tracks version, are great. but like this we is can't a great count live tracks. I, I, I think that it, count. I think it shows the enthusiasm that they have live and makes you want to go see them. Because the problem is some people might be like, Oh yeah, it's a really good record, but I only want to listen to it before I go to bed, not see the band live. This shows that they can still fucking like have a really good post punk vibe. Also, I have to say the only other note that I wrote was he sounds like a really petty ex-boyfriend. Oh, 100%. Like, it, like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I think the, the what's the the richest part of this uh, band in general is how shitty of a boyfriend he is. Like, oh, well, to be fair, God. and then well, and then later in later releases, his wife actually helps him. Um, uh, Karen uh, Besser. Who is actually a? I believe she's a writer for either the New York Times or the New Yorker, and she helps him write a lot of lyrics for like High Violet and the later releases. Mm-hmm. So, oh. all right. Well, I guess we could just since we just talked about Murder Me Rachel, we can do a Reasonable Man. I don't mind. I don't mind losing a girl to herself. A quiet love is better than none And I don't mind losing a friend to a friend I don't mind a reasonable man. So this is the Um, one, not the national song on this album, right? Or yeah, no, Padme Newsom uh, wrote it, and she also, I think it's a she. Uh, anyway, um, Padme wrote the uh, wrote the song as well, and also sings on it as well. So, um, I mean, to me, it sounds like a very heavily influenced song from like a Bob Dylan or Woody Guthrie track. It has those like folksy, almost bluegrassy elements. Yeah, but like real early like folk, mm-hmm. like. I'm talking late 40s, no, 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 like, yeah, 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 no, very like yeah. mid 20th century, yeah. very, very, you know, early iterations. Yeah, before Bob know. Dylan went electric, like that's how. No, 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 yeah, no, 100. percent Like we're talking like coming out down from Appalachia. Folk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but I think it's a good way to wrap up the record. Um, I think it's interesting. Is it my favorite track by any means? No. But I think it's a really cool way, a really cool thing. But for me, I mean, speaking to your point, Ali, I kind of consider about today the end of the EP, mm-hmm. and then these are kind of just two bonus tracks. Like, yeah, I definitely Rachel agree. And definitely agree. I think it's 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 very middling for me. Like, it's a good song, probably, but it's not a good the national song. So it kind of falls in that weird in between space for me. Because it's sort of like, I mean, basically, it isn't a national song. Yeah, I mean, I feel like. But with bands with EPs, I feel like an EP is a place for you to experiment and try things that you wouldn't yeah, put on a record. You, yeah, no, exactly. But, like put something on that you recorded that you liked, but definitely would never make it onto an album. Yeah, or like, or like wouldn't. Well, so I mean, I I appreciate them doing that rather than trying to force this on Alligator or something. Yeah, and I have to agree with you both. Like I I think in my mind, just you know thematically. The, the EP and said about today. Yeah, so, so here's my question to you, George. You said that you found half of this EP to be whatever, but you, I feel like, have been supportive other than your weird images that you've drawn for us. I think, well, no, I think, like, individually, 
right? I don't hate most of the songs, right? Like, which one did I hate? Um, I mean, I don't think I actually individually hated any of them. A Reasonable Man, I wasn't super into. I could have, like, taken it or left it. But I think once, like, because I've just been trying to, like, listen to it in order so many times, after I get to the end of All Dolled Up, I'm sort of, I'm just, I'm satisfied I'm done. And then the second half of the EP just sort of, like, drags. Not not to the discredit of any any of the individual individual tracks, but, like, you know, from Wasp's Nest to All Dolled Up, you know, I get my beginning, middle, end. I, you know, get my story arc. I get my satisfaction. And then I'm like, all right, on to the next. All right. Well, uh, again, I think uh, George really wants to get in a fight this season. Yeah. Not with us, but he with wants- the listeners. I really wish that that was like my intention because that would have been much better than like sitting and preparing at work the last few days, <laughs> <laughs> like listening track by track over and over again. What do you think Ali did I've for just, a whole season? I've yeah. literally just been trying to like put together like honest opinions rather than last season when I'd come on and give you guys nothing to work with. That is true. Except you gave us weird things to work with this time. 100%. (laughs) And Ali's dead. (laughs) Guys, it's late. I've been up since 6 a.m. We had to stop this recording. People don't know this, but we had to stop this recording halfway through so Justin can go to the bathroom. Yeah. I ate Chick-fil-A. It was not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are these are the dangers of podcasting. Yeah, you never know Sometimes what you're going to you get. Sometimes you got to take an odd break. Sometimes you got to re-record. It happens. Yeah. That's how they make how the soup. How we make the soup. Oh, boy. We're just shoving soup down their throats now. Oh, That's... Pouring it down, ladle after ladle. Um, <laughs> so many, we can do soup metaphors all day, people. Well, let's do favorite tracks and least favorite tracks. Ali. Uh, I'm going to say Cherry Tree uh, is my favorite track um, and least favorite track. I don't like that cover. Of, I don't like that live version of Murder Me Rachel that much. Okay. Favorite track for me is About Today. And I mean, I don't have a least favorite track. I'll be that guy. Wow. Fine. All right. So for me, I mean, everyone's already decided this. They all know they're just going to skip over me saying this but favorite track all the wine because it's all for me least favorite track reasonable man could do without it well then um george what have you been listening to what do you want to plug yeah i mean so i feel like we've been doing a lot of listening over the last few days i mean justin and i have been jamming to the new ariana grande album thank you next look at me i'm gushing right now (laughs) It's, it's, so mean, I, it's, it's so good. It's so good. As a whole, it's so good. Are there is there any one track where we're like ah screaming up and, and jumping up and maybe down thank and you like next. Going, Other maybe than thank that. you next. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like as a whole, the album is so cohesive. It's like it's like pop gold. Oh, none of this overproduced bullshit on Sweetener. None of these bad guests like Nicki Minaj on Sweetener. It's just straightforward. Great Ariana Grande. It's amazing. From like beginning to end, it's fantastic. Otherwise, people who mm, I feel like your listeners definitely didn't watch the Grammys because neither did I, but I did catch up on some of the performance videos today. Oh my god, you guys. 
the tribute to Dolly Parton that they did is actually kind of amazing. And, you know, just over the weekend, I, you know, rediscovered some great Dolly Parton tracks. Um, super into it. If anybody, again, this is going to be unpopular. Anybody's, you know, just looking for a little pick me up during the day, go look up on your YouTube, you know, Dolly Parton and Miley Cyrus singing Jolene. It's actually kind of amazing. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, I've been listening to, as, as George said, thank you next. And, uh, that's, that's pretty much it for me. And, uh, well, I want to check out the new A.D. Bryant show that's on Hulu. I haven't watched it yet, but I really oh, yeah, want to watch it. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. She's great, and I love her, so I, I would definitely check that out, too. I haven't seen it yet. Shrill, or I think it's called. I saw it on, like, YouTube. It was, like, a, a ad or something. I think it's called Shrill, but it's on Hulu. I know that. It's a Hulu original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, so, definitely if, check it out. Support her. She's awesome. Um, what about you? So I've been for, I mean, this is the first episode we record in February. I know it's being released uh, in mid-February because we haven't really recorded any other episodes in February. Uh, but for the month, I have been trying to, other than The National, for the sake of the podcast, listen to black artists or black-fronted bands. Okay. Um, so discovering more uh, African American musicians, especially in genres where I, I usually kind of am not uh, more aware of their presence. So not just hip hop and and like bluesy stuff, but kind of more on on a different side of the spectrum. And I've I've been finding some pretty cool bands and pretty great artists. I've fallen in love with Vagabond. Her album Infinite Worlds from 2017 was amazing. There's like two tracks on there that I don't really love and everything else is gold. Uh, and then there's like uh, bands like Cold Spect. Uh, I really like uh, Vance Gilbert. And uh, I mean, I, I guess for the next few episodes, I'm going to be talking about uh, some more African-American artists and maybe some genres you don't expect. Uh... I have something you should listen to. That's all African-American. I, I don't know. You should listen to Bad Brains, self-titled. Okay, I'll check them out. It's a very good record. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Justin just said uh, he's not going to like it in case the microphones missed that. Yeah, just in case you were wondering. Oof, keeping everything on record. Yeah. Keeping well, all parties I mean, it is the quintessential DC hardcore, so. Oh, it's a DC oh, wow. band. Very DC. Yeah. Interesting. 82. That's when that record very came out. Very cool. All right. So. I mean, you do live in Baltimore, so and I, they used to play Baltimore all the time. DMV, baby. Yeah. DIY. No. <laughs> DMV. DMV. Delaware, Virginia, Maryland, my friend. Or oh. the other way around. Delaware, Maryland, Virginia. I think you're just saying DMV, like no driver. <laughs> like the fucking <laughs> Department DC of Metro Motor Vehicles. Area. No, you gotta, you gotta. Uh, is there anything that DMV you want to play? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I have. Uh... Maybe a, a Vagabond song, The Embers? Yeah, why not? Uh, but before we go, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Facts Pod. Also, let us know what you think about the show or any comments or any hate mail to wehavethefactspod at gmail.com. Also, um, please rate the show. Please subscribe. We will have more content coming at you. Um, we've actually been very good coming out every Tuesday, so... Yeah. Also, let's plug our uh, guest for the evening. Thank you, George, for joining us. Please check him out. 
Uh, his blog is Syrian American Kitchen at blogspot.com. Nope, dot blogspot. Uh, George, you're going to say it for us. I'm just going to say it for you. Um, if you get hungry while you're listening to all your podcasts or, you know, any records for you sad boys out there, um, just log right onto your little laptop, syrianamericankitchen.blogspot.com. That's syrianamericankitchen.blogspot.com. It also works on mobile. So if you're on your little iPhone, too, you don't want to pull out that big old laptop. You can find your recipes there, get busy in the kitchen, or maybe make your girlfriend have, you know, make something for you or your boyfriend or your non-gendered partner. Um, additionally, if you just want to like scroll through and look at photos of food and like not do anything yourself, you can check out my Instagram at not Spanish Jorge. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, George, for joining us. Thank you guys for listening. We'll hear you guys hear us. I don't know why I keep doing the same weird and yeah, okay. Bye, guys. Bye. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. I feel so small. My feet can barely touch the floor on the bus where everybody is tall.